0: Within ourselves, we actually are fully aware in ourselves of what is right and good for us. Rather than seeking outside of ourselves for the answer, if we can make the space and the time, seek inside of ourselves. How does that feel for me? How does that work for me? Do I like that? What do I want to do? And making sure that we can understand ourselves, that will allow us to make ourselves happy. And that will resonate from there. But it's really, it's absolutely an inner journey. we, We cannot find the answers outside of ourselves. Assessing what's inside of ourselves is really the key.
1: Welcome back to the podcast. We're here with Vicki Williams, Vicki Love from worldloveorganization.com.au and Vicki is an expert on finance for females over 50. She's an estate agent, she's an author and a speaker. She's a co-author with Pat Masidi in the recent book, Inspired Miracles. And so we're gonna be talking about things like your money mindset and what to do about your finances if you're a woman over 50. So Vicki, glad to be speaking with you.
0: Yeah, great. Thanks, Robert. Good to be here.
1: Yes, great to have you. And so can you tell us what's your current focus? And if someone asks, what is Vicki Williams, Vicki Love all about these days, then what's the elevator pitch? What are you all
0: about? Okay, so I'm all about finances and women over 50. And uh, what I'm finding is as I go along my travels, and I've been traveling around Australia since uh, the beginning of COVID in June 2020, is I've met a lot of women who We grew up in one era and now transforming ourselves to be relevant in the current times.
1: Wonderful. And so this whole idea of the getting transformed and thinking in these modern times, how widespread is that? Because on one hand, I was shocked maybe five years ago when I found out, at least in America, as recent as the 1980s, if you were a woman, you couldn't even get a checking account. You couldn't even have your name by yourself as the deed on a house. It was scary backwards times, but then you think, haven't we come such a long way in these decades? And so what is the current situation when your travels, when you meet these ladies with this kind of struggle, the confusion with what to do, what are they telling you?
0: Yeah, look, I think the thing is they're mainly concerned about the future, Robert. We grew up in an era where now women are coming into the feminine power. But prior to these times, typically I've written about in my book, and I'll summarize it really briefly for you. But the whole passion commenced when I found out in 2017 that women over 50 were the fastest growing cohort of homelessness in Australia. And I just, I was dumbfounded by that. I was like, how could that be right? And all of those uh, things that you've just mentioned have contributed to that. But the real issue is we grew up and we went to school and we were basically trained to be workers in an industrial age and now we're moving into AI and what we learned in school is absolutely, totally irrelevant and there was no financial literacy taught at that time. So, you know, it was a boom time across the world but also in Australia where people had a house that probably went up significantly in value and that helped them to keep pace with the times. Women went to school, possibly went to university, maybe not at that time, and then got a job before too long, having a family at home, looking after the family and doing home services, which is highly rewarding, although not financially. And then coming to the end of that era of their life and the children move out and all of a sudden realising where are they at, what are they doing, they may decide to leave their husband, who they might look at and find they no longer even know, and now they're back in the big wide world, having this big gap of time spent raising the family and have very little super of their own because they haven't been working, and, you know, that just brings so many challenges forward and to learn financial literacy that's a appropriate for this stage in life is really you know where I'm at like how do we manage ourselves because I'm in this demographic myself and this is where it's come from as well I wanted to learn this for myself so that I could help others with whatever issues they may have so basically the core of the issue is financial help and having a plan to be able to survive through the next However, many years it is for the rest of your life in an ever changing world that's changing so rapidly.
1: Changing so rapidly that it is scary and it is uncertain. So, you're mentioning how the financial literacy is so important and it is amazing that of all the things they they teach in school they teach us how to square dance they teach us how to play the recorder musical instrument they teach that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell all, all these useless facts but not something as simple and something that everyone in life needs uh, ideally sooner rather than later this idea of financial literacy of save money of don't go into debt of buy property, if you can, all these kind of fundamental ideas, just not taught. And then it seems like the average person out there, man or woman, just seems to fall into the, the average kind of habits, right? They, they end up just spending the money they have, and there's nothing left, and then there's no plan for the future. And so when you set it up the way that you're saying where the women are, maybe they're taking care of the home and there's a huge gap in their resume. Maybe they're just, it's, it's that age for a divorce and then they have to start over. And a thing that even comes to mind as you were saying that is there's that kind of statistic that women live 12 or 13 years longer than men. So even if everything does work out and they're happily married and financially secure, there's still that gap in the maybe 70s and 80s age. So there's just so many different roadblocks. So having said all that, Where is the hope if someone says, okay, I'm in this situation and it's getting scarier over time with the uncertainty and the age, what is the first step? What action can someone take to see the light at the end of the tunnel?
0: Very interesting question, Robert. And from my perspective, I believe we need to really clearly understand what I now term inner stance, understand within ourselves where we are right now so what is the actual current state of play what is my current position across a realm of um, areas but financially first of all because this gives us like stability and understanding and can give us some foresight into the future to plan out how's this going to work then what is my environment so what is the environment where I thrive, where I work the best, where I find that I'm happy, happiest? And a lot of it is around the home as well, to have that foundation. Okay, so where, how am I going to what – what's my current position right now? Where do I live? How much money do I have? How much spiritual awareness do I have? Where are my family and my relationships? What's my mission and purpose? These sort of things – pinpoint right now today this is my current position and I've been working through this I've been back in Melbourne now for about six months and I've been working through it and I really thought that I had it all clear in my mind and understood until I sat down and actually started to go through it all and work it all out meet with my accountant meet with my lawyer and work out superannuation for example I found out not from my accountant but from the chat Uh, When I asked the question regarding what can I do with my superannuation when I turn 60 as a female in Australia, born in 1966. So it varies depending on your age and when you turn 60, but you can actually use your superannuation to pay off your home. Now, you know what? That would have been something really great to know about 10 years ago. So we're really bringing the lessons forward as well and saying, okay, a lot of this financial literacy would have been great. A, it would have been great to learn at school. B, it would have been great to learn in my twenties, in my thirties. And I did read in my late twenties, early thirties, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I happen to have here. And I've just picked it up again. 25 years later, I've just picked it up and started reading it again. And I think the the hope is it doesn't matter what stage of life you're at there's still the actual ability to understand where you're at get some ideas around where you would like to be and how you're going to get there and then once you've got like a project the fear starts to fall away as the knowledge comes in because knowledge then you can start to feel a lot more comfortable okay like the little bit of knowledge I provided then this is what I could do I could manage it this way these are my options these are my this is my skill set and really have a look at the things that you have achieved through your life and you know be proud of your achievements say okay how can I leverage off those going forward but not only that how can we help like the the next generation coming through as well to pass down the knowledge and to pass on the stories. So it's, it really is a mixture of physical, emotional, financial. None of them can be left out or even looked at in isolation because they all really work together. And that's the the practice of the love method, always coming from a place of love in everything that we do, in every decision that we make, in every interaction that we have with anybody, really having this overwhelming compassion for other for humanity, and working out how we can help each other and collaborate rather than the competitive nature that we've, we've probably been through over the last 50 years.
1: That is a noble goal to reset and focus on the love instead of all the bad emotions. And I can tell you're passionate about this and, and some of these really cool ideas that Money does not exist in a vacuum, that if you were to figure out what are the blobs in your life, what are the blocks, and you say, here's money and here's family and here's health, then they sure, you can categorize these things, but you're saying that they all affect each other, that how many families have been, been torn apart by just even a little bit of money or how many people have overworked and neglected their health. So I, I love that mindset that it's all connected, but then it it does seem like the source of many people's problems and anxieties, stress frustration is money and then if the money situation is corrected then some of the other areas can then improve themselves if you didn't have to be working all day every day until your deathbed then you would have time to relax and pursue these other hobbies and your mental health would improve and so you're saying that the path forward the way to solve this problem is to number one Figure out what is true, figure out the present and take this inventory and say, here's my age, here's my income, here's my property, here's my savings, and here are my problems, and here's what I want for the future, and just here's what, and then after that, after you figure out the present, you say, here's what my ideal lifestyle would be. In the coming years, I would like to achieve this goal, and then the third step is then to figure out the path to get there, and then you're saying that once we can begin to strategize in this way, then... A lot of the fear uncertainty falls away because now we know what is true now if money and taxes and legal issues are in retirement are not things that we are avoiding and they're not some big scary unseen monster in the closet now we say here's what my plan is and that takes a lot of the anxiety away and this is a, a really cool concept that you have and in your, you said that you've been traveling and talking to people about this. Do you have any fun stories to share with us? Because stories are always fun, right? Stories you can talk about other people and their problems and how you interacted with them. So has anything come to mind about just some interesting stories from your past few years about this topic?
0: Wow, Robert, that's so much in there <laughs> with what you just said. So I'm going to buy myself a little bit of time because magic happens all the time. And what I actually do is when magic does happen, I write it down so that I can remember it and I can bring more magic into me because I honestly believe that's how it works. And I have, I write a, a journal, I write it every single day, partly so that I can remember where I was on that particular day because I always write the location of where I am, the day, how my energy is feeling. It's around gratitude, mainly. So I write the five things that I'm grateful for. And this has been like absolute, it's a life-changing exercise. I started in 2017. And even if in the morning I'm feeling a little bit stuck or a little bit, once I sit down and write the gratitude list, it's, wow, so much to be grateful for. The mindset completely switches and and the truth comes out and, I don't ever know what I'm going to write about when I sit down to write in the morning when I sit down to write gratitude this. And I just start writing and it just starts like revealing itself in front of me. And I certainly didn't have it in my mind, but it's your subconscious is at the end of the pen and it just starts to to reveal itself. And it's, wow, isn't that a great, um, you know, revelation from yesterday or whatever it might be. And I think the truth as they say, the truth will set you free. And I think the truth is really important. And everyone has their own truth as well. What sits true with them. And I think ultimately, and it's just the way it is, money can't buy happiness is what they say. It sure goes a long way to helping out. But if you it, regardless of whether you don't need much or you need a lot or whatever it be, if you can sort out the financial side then you can put that to the side and open up just so much space within yourself to explore those other areas that you mentioned, your intelligence, your physical well-being. You can have time to look after yourself, love yourself. We've only got the one body to carry us around in for our life and it's so often neglected because money put first or we don't have time to sit and read and learn the things you'd like to because you've got to make the money. So it it like encroaches into every area and to be able to put it there, understand what it is, see it, and then you've got just so much more time available. Interesting stories. Look, I'm sure I've got, I would just have a pile of them and just trying to think of something that's particularly relevant at this point in time. Um, and when it comes to it, your mind is going blank and then you have it
1: Well how about this? Instead of something as daunting as a big story, out of these people that you've met, I'm sure you've come across like maybe money principles or money mistakes. Is there anything that surprised you as far as either things these people were doing correctly or incorrectly?
0: Look, I think and, and this is, points to a really relevant point. Money is not something that people speak about. It's not something that is openly discussed. It's not even something that's openly discussed at the dinner table or within families. So how are we supposed to learn when people don't share about that environment? And even people who've had really successful uh, businesses or careers in the past might find for some reason or another that the money has left them. And particularly at this age and as wow, you know, when I was working, I was making all this money. I didn't think about it. You know, back in 2009, I myself, this I'll give you one of my stories. I rang my guy at the bank and I said, I want to buy myself some Bitcoin. And it was only not even a percentage of a cent at that point in time. And he was quite a bit younger than me. And a says, what would you want to do that for Vicky? It's just for online gamers and for the, the C D part of the world. They're the only people. And he goes, and even if you wanted it, I wouldn't be able to tell you how to buy it because I've got no idea. And now look at where it is. And that's in a short time. And, of course, he works at the bank. And now the bank, of course, are investing in it as well. And I think just the things that just change so rapidly, the real challenge is having enough space to keep up with what's going on, what's going on with AI. What does the world look like? And having a sense of comfort and peace. At the end of the day, that's what most people are really after. If they interview people, they'll say, what's their number one thing they're after? Most people will say happiness, but also a sense of inner peace that everything's going to be all right. And it, it's really, for me, it's almost like a, a, a blind face. That I have absolute faith that everything will work out. And then that also helps with the manifestation because I believe that we were hugely capable of manifesting whatever it is that we actually want, so long as we have the space and the time to sit down and focus on whatever that might be. So the way I've laid out the love message, it it runs over a 12-month period. We get to, you have a particular focus each month, but also you get to explore this through different um, avenues, whether it's gratitude, journaling or creating a vision board or whatever it might be, meditation, exercise, yoga, traveling, because we learn so much when we travel. This is when we meet so many other people that we wouldn't normally, in our, if we stayed in our day-to-day life, we wouldn't normally have the opportunity to meet. And that's the other thing I think that you mentioned there was about we go to work and we earn money. Most people spend whatever they earn. There's not that, and if if we get a little bit of a pay rise and we find somewhere to fill that up, it's just like how um, money works. So to now find ourselves in a position where the government probably are going to be finding it challenging with so many people living longer to be able to provide the pension for everyone from so few people who are working, not only do women live longer than men, um, both men and women are living a lot longer than they used to. So it used to be that you might finish work at 60, 65. And most people only lived a few more years after they finished working. So it wasn't really that relevant. In the days when we were at school, I know my grandparents; all of them only lived into the the, the late sixties. But now, when I've just been to visit my dad in the aged care, and there is a lot of (laughs) people, mainly women, actually mainly women. I'd say the ratio is probably about it's at least eighty percent women, and that's because the the men are no longer with us. But we didn't. Like my dad said, he was working and we worked right up until he was 80. But he always said, jeepers, I just never expected to live this long. And this is the other thing that we're facing is it's not just so much what we like to do. It's we've got a plan for quite a long period of time here because, and people might even live longer. I know my daughter was born in 2002 and at the time I Googled life expectancy of a female born in Australia in 2002 and at that time it was 106, is the average life expectancy for her. And this is just going to blow out and blow out. So it's not really, it's relevant today for women over 50, but the principles will remain relevant as as the generations move through the different stages of their life and People, I've, I've had it said to me. Someone said to me, "Oh, Vicky, oh, I know I'd love to come and do the love and Why? I feel like you're discriminating against me. <laughs> so, but the thing is, men and women have different situations in life. Um, and we're talking about having a checking account, but even wage parity and this sort of thing—it goes on and on. There's a lot of work going on around it. Also, I think just the way they think, men and women tend to think differently and i've got to be honest with you i don't understand how men think <laughs> that's why this practice has being specifically designed for women
1: awesome and amazing and you're touching on something that's also interesting that a lot of people when they retire i've heard some of them just don't know what to do with themselves they, they go crazy because like you said historically retirement has been just a few years and then you die. But then now when it's decades, a lot of people just, they don't realize that this need to fill the space with the personal fulfillment and with the introspection and just figuring out what to do with all this free time, because the alternative is dying early anyway, or just living a miserable existence for these remaining years. And that's no fun at all. And some of these things that you've been uh, talking about, as far as like the you could look at it as the future is scary or that there are challenges, right? And even in countries like Japan, it's gotten so upside down that not only are the old people living longer, but the young people are having less children. So there's really quite the double or triple disparity there of the just all these elderly people and then so few young people to, pay in, to continue to pay into the annuation and the retirement and especially that coming back to them when they get old. It's just, you could look at it as the world is ending or there's this unique set of challenges and i personally have to navigate that and figure out what does and was what does not affect me and you're so i'm just i'm digesting these lessons that you've learned in our interview here and you mentioned about how like money is almost its own organism its own beast and how it's important to communicate with your money and communicate with your family members as far as money and to just communicate in general right you're mentioning about the doing the diary and the gratitude list to just break up the monotony and just not have those same cyclical thoughts throughout the day and to travel because that's another way of breaking out of the pattern instead of just brushing your teeth and and getting in the car and going to work day in day out you break the pattern and you have new thoughts new experiences and so these are all things that we need to be seeking focusing on leaning into because life is short. We don't know how much time is left for every one of us. So we need to do these important things while there's still time and not be in denial and not be living in fear. And this 12-month program that you have sounds very amazing. And am I understanding you correctly that it's a a women-only group? And what are the other requirements to join?
0: Okay, it is a a women-only group. Ideally, women born from... 1960 uh, sorry 1970 backwards and you've mentioned like some great things in there as well which is just incredible like in australia we haven't been replacing ourselves here since 1970 and people say oh but the population's increasing vicky like how can that be the case it is and it isn't there's just more people alive at the one time because people are living longer there are more people alive on the earth But that doesn't necessarily mean that each individual is at the minimum replacing themselves. Two people might only be having one child and you touched on Japan and I think China is going to have even a more severe occurrence of the same thing given that they went through the one-child policy and there's a 20-year period there where they're now between 20 and 40 and sadly most of the females, or a lot of the females, were aborted in favor of having a son if you could only have one child. So there's this whole big section of the population there where they're all males. And to be able to reproduce is going to be a problem. They changed it. They realized because how it, it's so interesting. It, when we can look back, we can join the dots. But when a country makes a decision like that, they're not thinking about. Oh, my goodness! In twenty years' time, we're only going to have all males between twenty and forty if we make this decision oh we'll make we'll say people can have two children, and they kept having one and so they changed it. you could have three children and they kept having one because that's what people had gotten used to. that's what they understood was you know the the easiest way to manage their life going forward by then because also, as you would know, and I know. It, 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 it's not a cheap beat to raise a child and that's why a lot of people are choosing not to do it a lot of people are choosing not to have children so we're going to have all these older people and no one to pay for all the the older people that we have in the society. We've got a lot of challenges coming forward but I see it as like just really a super exciting time because there is so much change, there is so much opportunity, the real key is to, if we can unlearn everything we thought was real and probable and that we were taught at school, unlearn all of that and then relearn for the next stage of humanity and what does that look like. And if, tra- if travel is high on the priority, then how do I arrange that? Because when we do travel, we get a different perspective on our lives because we're looking at it from a different angle and it opens up so many more ideas and opportunities. And where would I like to go? Okay, so what is that actually going to look like? And there's a lot of like changing around also. I'm a real estate agent by profession. That's what I've done all my life now. But this whole new Airbnb started it with this ability to just move around and rent rooms in other people's homes. And now with COVID, particularly here in Australia, a lot of people, if they had a holiday house moved out of the city to the holiday house so then they were renting their own house out furnished and all this sort of furnished accommodation either for short to medium term period which is allowing people to be a lot more transportable in their lives and do we need to be more transportable whoever said and I'm, I'm not sure what it's like in America but I know in Europe typically when you buy a property you buy it with the furniture and then of course you swaps things in and out to to suit yourself or things that you might have but in Australia everyone buys and sells well, not everyone the majority of properties are bought and sold and finished so we also we're lag dragging all this stuff along with us whether it's physical baggage or mental baggage or family baggage and all of these things so it's really a practice of Freeing ourselves up from all of that as well and letting go of certain things and not really having this commitment to a car or a house or saying, okay, what's the right thing for me at the right time? And being more lighter in our being and saying, okay, I don't need to. When I went off around Australia, I just chucked a few things in my car, was going for two weeks and I came back three years later. And at one stage I bought a property on a, in a place called Magnetic Island. So that is up off the coast of Townsville, and it was off the grid. It was seven kilometers down a dirt road. And I lived with rainwater and sunshine, solar energy, septic tank. And life was just, it was furnished when I bought it. Yes, I changed around, did a few things. I'd sit up in my bed in the morning. I'd overlook the Coral Sea. There was just a bit of sand and then the Coral Sea, and it was just absolutely magical. And really I had, like, nothing much there. Just I was just being. And now, like yesterday, I, I get my first bill from South East Water, and I'm quite passionate about mindful use of water and not overusing it. And so I don't use a lot of water. My bill for that water usage for 88 days was $35.12, yet my bill was $208.40 for all the other authorities and costs. So it's you no, know, it's eight times more than it needed to be for the use of water. And I had a look, and the $100 of it's for sewage. Great. So I rang them and said, how can it be so much? She said, oh, it's per household. So it wouldn't matter if there's one person or 10 people living in the house, the price of that would be the same. I said, oh, That's not much good for a single woman living in a one person household over 50, is it? Oh, that might make great. You'll need to write a letter of complaint. So I did. Because we need to adjust these things to suit in back in the I think by the fifties, we'd have an average of five people in a house. And then in the seventies it was four. And in the nineties it was two and a half. And now the majority of the properties in Australia are one person households. It's just the way the demographics have moved and how people have learned to live. And now a lot of those people live and work in one house by themselves. Everything is just changing. So it's a matter of being comfortable with the changes and having a look at them say How does that suit me? How does that work for me? How would I like that to be in my future? What do I see that looking like? And once we can see with clarity what we would like our future to look like, we can then start to, don't want to overuse the word manifest, but it is just, it's absolutely true. Once we can see it, we can make it happen. As long as we believe that it's possible. And that's where the faith, and I'm not talking in a religious tone, I'm talking in a spiritual tone, that we have faith that everything will work out okay. And once we have that, the world's the oyster. It's okay, what does it look like? Because we can have anything we want now. We can get any bit of knowledge, either like it or not. I don't know how much of AI that you use, the chat. You can literally, it's full of millions of people's knowledge over the years, so you can ask any question, and it's this, consciousness of knowledge that's accessible that we've never had before so it's incredibly exciting
1: I agree completely with all of that about how important it is to be to know to know what your destiny is and be okay with being on the path and knowing that happiness is only part of it there's also the need for peace what's the point of being happy if you have other huge problems and chaos in your life peace is so important and it seems also what you're talking about here is how important it is to always remain curious and to always be learning. But learning does not necessarily mean accumulating all this stuff, accumulating all the mental baggage, just like people accumulate the furniture and the physical baggage. A lot of learning is also unlearning and it's just fig- figuring out when it's time to let go of things. And it also seems like learning is about sorting as well because you could easily just always be addicted to the news and reading all kind of doom and gloom and just letting it discourage you and letting it not take action but if you can sort things and say this information i have that's something i can put to use and this other information that's just something i'm aware of and there's something else is maybe that's in the gossip or the small talk conversation category so it's just it all i love the way you think as far as being strategic and being informed and thinking things through and having the self-awareness. And so I'm definitely seeing how important it is for someone to not go it alone and to go through like this 12-month course that we can find at worldloveorganization.com.au. And as we're wrapping up our conversation here, Vicky, do you think, is there any sort of like homework assignment or actions someone should take or just in general, anything you think we left out of our conversation?
0: No, look, I think we for the truth, absolutely, which is your truth. I honestly believe that within ourselves, we actually are fully aware in ourselves of what is right, and good for us. Rather than seeking outside of ourselves for the answer, if we can make the space and the time seek inside of ourselves. How does that feel for me? How does that work for me? Do I like that? What do I want to do? And making sure that we can understand ourselves, that will allow us to make ourselves happy and that will resonate from there. But it's a really, it's an absolutely an inner journey. But we, we cannot find the answers outside of ourselves. And so that's really, and that assessing what's inside of ourselves is really the key. As I mentioned, the journey, we access what's inside of ourselves. Exercise and wellness, we access what's inside of ourselves. Stillness and quietness, we access what's inside of ourselves. Meditation, we access what's inside of ourselves. So all of the tools that are within the, I call it a method because I, I think it's different. It's a life method rather than a program. All of the tools are available there and it, it yes it runs over 12 months but it keeps a loopy so you can do it every single 12 months of your life and you will see that as the years go on what you've achieved and what you're thinking now this was august 2023 wow now i'm in august 2024 One today's lion's Gate, the eighth of the eighth what is where have i come from what have i learned and how is that helping going forward? Then you repeat it for the next year and repeat it for the next year. And you start to see a real pattern developing in you, who you are, what works best for you, what doesn't. So what you can put to the side and really then start to enjoy those things that you do get the most enjoyment out of. And happiness comes first. And when you're happy, everything starts to roll out from there. So it's, I think the main thing that I would like to wrap up with is it's an inner journey. Only you know what's best for you rather than seeking the outside of yourself or letting somebody else tell you what's best for you. If you absolutely can find, even if it's just 10 minutes a day to sit down and either journal or meditate and ask yourself what's best for you. And that's really what the method is about. It's accessing the information inside
1: of you. Very nice. The answers, the journey, that's all within you. That's an inner process. And the very next step is to go to worldloveorganization.com.au. Check out the love method. This is something that you will be using for 12 months and cycling around. So that way you can give yourself credit and be proud for how far you've come. And also learn from the past and enjoy the present and look forward to the future. Worldloveorganization.com.au. Vicki Love, fabulous speaking
0: with you. Thanks, Robert. Fabulous taking me the aid tonight.